Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. It's a Friday evening. We've got a real cool guest on the other side of our Zoom. I'm a little tired. I uh, I drove out to Windsor. What is that, three and a half hours? Yeah. And nine o'clock in the morning, I jumped in my car, drove out to Windsor, got there, shot some video for like an hour, hour and 20 minutes, and jumped in my car and drove back home. <laughs> I spent all day in my car. You are a crazy person. It's not that, that bad, though. The whole time I'm driving there, I'm like, this is my job. This is my job. I, I do this massage Although therapy. Although when we were, when we were on the phone, um, he kept calling me from the car. And it so was funny bored. because if I wouldn't like just talk to him, he's like, come on, I'm bored. And I said, yeah, I'm home taking care of your children. Like I can't, I can't just be on the I'm phone bored. with you there's right only, now. There's only, there's only so much talk radio I was going to listen to and there's only so much podcasts I was going to listen to and blah, blah, blah. But when, blah, but when was he like, was calling me, I'm he kept though. saying, this is my job. This is my job. And at one point I said to him, like, are you happy about this? Are you trying to convince yourself that this is better than like being in an office or like treating somebody right now, being in the car for like seven hours out of it was, a day? It was, it was good though. I liked it. Ooh, not gonna lie. Know. Not gonna lie. It was good. Now he's got neck pain though. So yeah. someone's gonna have to help him. Right no, any, no any good RMTs? Uh, uh, <laughs> Hey everyone, it's Amanda and we are at home because it is a Friday evening and I was home today with sick children who are thankfully on the mend. God, I got to get them back to school Monday. It's been a crazy week of me being at home. You know our guest is laughing. Oh, I know. Because she just came back from vacation. He's all well rested. (laughs) I know. She looks so chill right now. It's not even fair. Well, we are hanging out with Joanne tonight, and uh, Mark and Joanne have something in common. They are massage therapy educators. They also both prep people for licensing exams. So these are the two people, like if you're in any any Facebook group here in Ontario and someone's like, hey, looking for some help with the OSCE, all you see is comment after, after comment, Mark, Joanne, Mark, Joanne, Mark, Joanne, you Mark, know Joanne. I, you know what I really love, though? I do love it because I feel like... I feel like it could be so like so many people are, are competitive with me with the with the continuing education stuff. Yeah. Like someone that runs a similar course than us and I feel like there's a lot of competition. I don't feel like that with Joanne at all. And we we No, we, we've actually referred people to yeah. you. Like if somebody calls me and wants to set up a consult with Mark and he's fully booked for that month, I'm like, no, but we know somebody else and we'll send them your way. Because we do a consult I'm I'm sure you do as well, right? Uh, when someone contacts us for, for preparation at Conid Institute, we don't just take somebody we want to make sure that we're a good match for that particular person's needs because we want everyone to have a good experience and we want the success for that particular person we got to wrap with them first to make sure that can work and then i always encourage everyone on that meeting i'm like talk to other people that do prep like don't just throw some money at my way right now because you you know you might talk to somebody else and i always i always bring up joanne's name i'm like you might want to talk to someone like joanne and stuff and you know she might be saying something that appeals to you and it, it might make you want to work over there so like don't just jump into this it's a it's a money commitment and it's a time commitment and everyone wants your success whether it's myself or joanne and we just want you to go wherever is going to bring you the success and and you know make the transitions as smooth as possible and make it a a good experience to work with somebody yeah and i think you guys have different styles as well from what i can tell because i know that you guys have had um you've shared clients right like somebody's either gone to mark and then you know maybe felt like they needed more and then gone to joanne or vice versa and it seems like you guys have different styles so it yeah it works out that there's at least two people we could i'm sure there's others but like i said anytime i'm on facebook and i see someone saying who uh, anyone knows someone for oski it's literally it's hilarious mark joanne mark joanne i like it yeah it's back and forth and and like you just said i have referred people to you and people have gone back and forth once or twice with us just because we have a little bit different thinking about it and maybe it's more technical, maybe it's more theoretical, maybe it's more simple from different words. And, and I think it's just called mutual respect, right? Absolutely. Um, But yeah, our names are every time there's one or two other people that come up randomly, but it's yeah. Con Ed, Joanne. Con yeah, Ed, Joanne. It's pretty cool. I like that. We've, we've sort of introduced our guest, but I'm going to let you introduce yourself, Joanne, for anyone who doesn't know who you are, especially those listeners who are not in Ontario. Um, a and little... not just prep too, right? Does other continue Right, as well. exactly. But that's that's what I'm saying. Let's get some background about you, how long you've been practicing, maybe you know how you got into massage and how you turned into a massage educator and OSCE prep and all these things that you do now. Oh, geez. How much time we got? I, I'm at home in bed, Joanne. I got all night. <laughs> yeah. So um, thanks, guys. I mean, I'm actually happy to be here about this topic because it's really near and dear to my heart. So um, as I said, my name is Joanne, guys. I've been practicing for 27 years. I actually got into teaching right away. Year one, I was a TA. 
And then year two, I was a, a teacher and I've been a teacher ever since, except for a few years that I that I took off to travel for work. And I was an examiner with the College of Massage probably about 20 years ago, maybe 18 years ago. And I started doing OSCE prep around that time and I've pretty much never stopped. And then with the COVID, it just went crazy hmm. because everybody was out of school for so long. So that's when I really stepped it up and got really into into doing OSCE prep because one, I am known as a simplifier, so I can talk the language so that they understand it and I can really bring it down to their level. Um, so that's kind of me. I also do continuing education. I went a little different route, which is probably why Mark and I don't, you I mean you don't compete because I have mini workshops mm. instead of a full weekend or a full day, you know, it's different money, it's different time commitment. I come in, study your anatomy, come to me, and this is what we're going to do. And it's nine five percent hands on, and so it's been a better route for me because of my schedule. And I'm not online, so we'll never compete there. And I actually refer people to you for your courses as well. I like that. I like that because it fills a, it fills a hole in 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 the education market that I don't think many people fill. Right? Not everyone wants to give up a full day or a full weekend. They yeah. want they want to come in. They want okay, give me these two three hours, but just give me something that's very usable. I can use this right now. You're probably the type of teacher that him and I would both gravitate towards. Like, I don't necessarily want to take a full weekend course. I don't I, I just want someone like to teach me something like this is what I need to learn. Can you show me? Can you show me in an hour? Because I'm a quick learner. Just show me. And he's kind of like that. We actually Absolutely. we will book somebody to do like a private training if we can. Like, you know, we don't we don't want to take a whole class and the whole thing. Can you just show us what we need to know? Well, so part of me, <laughs> part of me not wanting to take a whole class as well is I'm an introvert, right? I don't really want, you don't want to talk to the I don't, people. I don't want to be in a classroom. Like I love talking to people, but when I want to talk to people, do you know what I mean? And if I'm in a scheduled class surrounded by a whole bunch of other folks, I'm like, oh, I shrivel up like a, you know, like a, like a raisin. How about that? How about that? How about that? It's so true. Really, I started doing them. One, because um, I got tired of sitting in a class two days in a row for eight hours and remembering nothing. Mm, yep. And I, just, I don't like all the chatter. I just want win, teach me what I need to know and be done. So some of the courses that I teach, they are full day courses, but I've split them into two half days. Right. I like right? that. It's a good model. It just works for me. And, and I don't want to be talking all day. I'm exhausted by the end of a full day. <laughs> it is hard. You know, like I, I don't teach as much as Mark does. He teaches like we've got some contractors now that teach certain courses, but I would say Mark teaches about 90% of the material that we offer. I teach a course here and there. And when I actually have to go in and talk for eight hours. And I mean, I'm a talker. I mean, anybody, there is hands down, nobody's going to say that really you like to talk like I can talk. But after eight hours of talking, I just want to come home. And like, I don't want anyone to speak to me for like, another eight hours. Like I'm so tired. So I don't know how you guys do this all the time. I get exhausted. You get used That's to why it. I don't anymore. <laughs> yeah, for smart. me, I just get used to it. Because when I was teaching formally in massage therapy schools, I would teach a five-hour class in the morning, and then I would teach a five-hour class in the evening. Mm -hmm. Or I teach a five, and then it got to a point where I was teaching a five-hour class in the morning, You're massage. Four hours in the then I teach a four-hour yep. class in the afternoon, a fitness program, yep. and then I teach five hours in the evening. So it just, I just got used to like I'm going to talk for twelve hours of the day. It is so exhausting, so draining. But I mean, we need people like you guys. I won't blow out my meniscus or my that's true ACL. <laughs> there will I'm be okay no athletic injuries for you. <laughs> so tonight's topic is really about exam prep, right? Like the types of things you guys see. Mark was saying to me, you know, I sometimes I feel like there's such a disconnect. And so we wanted to have somebody else on who who does exam what, prep what and really, get some information. What really, what really made me want to do this happened last week. I was doing a consult with someone who went to a school in Southern Ontario, somewhere in Southern Ontario. And this person had failed their licensing exam twice. So for anyone that's not in Ontario, there are two parts to our licensing exam. There is a theoretical written exam, the multiple choice questionnaire. And the other part of that is your OSCE, your, your, your practical portion. And you have to pass both of those and a passing grade is 70%. And you have three attempts to do these exams and you have to pass both, right? And so in other words, if you fail one three times, it doesn't matter what happens. Everything's just all, all done. So, And if you are unsuccessful in any of these three attempts, 
you have to obtain another diploma before you can even reapply to do your licensing exam again. So you can imagine if someone's failed twice, they're like, they're really shaky. They're on their last legs here. So that is a lot. That is a lot of the people that come to us. I don't yeah, know about you, yeah. Joanne, but a lot of people, it's like, I need help. I cannot fail again. And, and one of the things that I go through in the consult is I always ask them, like, what type of student were you? Like, I always go ask, well, where do you go to Where did you go to school? When did you graduate? Blah, blah, blah. But I always want to know, like, did you fail anything when you're in school? Because I know some schools, they allow you to rewrite exams or that you have to take courses over. I wanted, did you fail anything in school? Like, what was, what was your average in school? And I'm always blown away, but someone blew me away crazy last week because she told me she was a 90s student at her school, never failed a bloody thing, and she's getting 90, she, like in the her average is in the low nineties, and she couldn't pass her licensing exam not just on she two attempts. Not just she couldn't pass it; she couldn't pass it by like a long by shot, a, and it, 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 she wasn't even close to that seventy. And it blows me away, and I'm like, but you went to a school that 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 feels your performance and 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 attributes your knowledge base at being 90 something percent but you're having such difficulty at the entry to practice exam and that's I'm like there's a massive problem here there's a massive massive disconnect and there's so many variables to where this disconnect comes from and I wanted to explore some of those ideas, like where, like, wh- why would someone not be so successful at a, at a licensing exam, especially when they're coming from a place where they thought they were doing fabulous. Like, I'm, I'm on a roll. How come I can't pass an exam? Yeah. So I'm going to let Joanne weigh in on this. I'm not the, the OSCE prep person, but I will say when I first heard that, I was a little shocked, but I... You know, I automatically always go to, okay, well, maybe somebody has major test anxiety. But then I was like, well, wait a second. But she's had two two attempts, meaning the second attempt, you kind of already know what to expect. You should be a little more prepared. I mean, possibly still equally nervous. But if you got 90s in school without doing rewrites, it can't be test anxiety, right? Like there's something else. And yes, I know this is bigger and it seems more important. And I mean, even myself, like I was cocky as hell at school when I was going in to do OPs. And yeah, I was a little more nervous going into the OSCEs, but I don't know. So I, I kind of threw test anxiety out the window. And then it came down to me for like, is this like a school problem? Like, are they maybe not marking aggressively enough? Are they pushing students through like... Is it a school problem? Is it a her problem? I I don't know. So yeah, Joanne, what do you encounter situations like this where somebody who is like a straight A student comes to you and has failed, like really failed? Yeah, all the time. Um, One fail, two fails, definitely. The cool thing is just to go on a little bit of a side note is I'm getting people now that hear about me and you, Mark. I don't know if you're getting them, but I'm getting them. It's like, I haven't done my OSCE yet. My friends failed. I don't want to fail. I'm coming to see you before I even do one. Yes, yes. And that makes me happy, right? Because now they're not, I mean, it's $800 for this exam. So if you do that three times, that's a whole yeah, lot of money. Absolutely. Right? That's math I can't do right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm finding, yeah, it's not, I don't believe it has anything to do with the 90s it, all through school. I really don't. Mm. Um, I think there's so much more to it. And, and you know, I think we have to look at, what's happening at the OSCE and like you guys said what's happening at the school level what's happening overall nerves is a big factor somebody with 90 can go in and do everything right and they they're nerve or think they do everything right but they miss a lot of stuff because they're nervous and they don't realize what they missed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right uh and that's what i find a lot of too and when i put a list in front of them i say okay did you say all this yeah 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 oh no i didn't say that mm-hmm. yeah yeah no i didn't say that and so why are they not saying it did they know about it most of the time they did, right? Sometimes there's some things missing. Um, yeah. So, I mean, on a simple, there's so much more I want to say about like where they're getting stuff from, right. but that'll come, I'm sure, in this conversation. But generally, yeah, like I get a lot of people that the first, I had someone here today that it was her second time. She's got one more time left and it's Tuesday. And she goes, this is my last chance. Mm. Right. And and so my heart goes out to them because of the money part of it. Never mind anything else. I mean, I couldn't afford, you know, two times three, like twenty four hundred dollars. I couldn't afford that right now to go and do exams. So I think there's a high stress level. There's a high nerves level. Um, I think a third time last chance puts a lot of stress on people. 
But I think they just don't know what to do at the OSCE because they're so used to doing what they do at school and assume it's the same thing. See, there's the disconnect, though. Yes. 100%. Yeah, we do get a bunch of participants from like way across the board. Like some people roll in and their their techniques are like not even to standard type of thing. They're they're not good. Yeah. And and it makes me wonder like how did you get past school? But then there's other people like the the ones that we're kind of talking about now. I feel bad for them. It's because like you know the material and you know it really well. You just didn't know that this is what the performance should have looked or sounded like. And had someone just told you, these are the types of things, this is the type of information that you need to display in the station, then they would have just like, okay, I would have done that had I known. In other words, if I was to ask them any question about anything in that licensing exam, they would be able to answer it and they'd be able to answer it very well. Or they'd be able to perform it. They'll be able to perform it really well. And so the next thing is, well, how come you didn't do this? when you were doing your exam and the biggest answer was like I had no idea I I should have been saying this or doing this had I known Mark I just would have done it like I know what I know these things it's not like I don't know these things I do I just never occurred to me like are we talking about the performance are we talking about big things though like are we talking about obtaining consent checking in with the client like what are like are they, is this big things that they don't know they're supposed to do? It's, it could go either way. See, the problem with little things are, to me anyway, because I, I, I don't, I don't even, I don't even have the experience of ever being an examiner. I don't know. I'm just basing it on reading the candidate handbook, the description of the station, the old standards, the interjurisdictional competency document, and all the legislation and policies that go along with all this stuff. And based on that, I come up with what I think needs to be displayed during these during these stations. I'm getting stoned. What was your question again? Sorry. <laughs> is it big things or small things even that they if, don't Even know? if it's small things, I feel like the small things just can add up. Of course so, they can. Exactly. So bloody quick. So it doesn't necessarily have to be, it doesn't have to be something this big and outrageous that you, that you didn't do. It could be this really collection of these small things that go with every item in this station, but then also go with every item in every other station. And so then is it a small thing? The, the reason I'm asking really, that, you know of course, I mean, is because why to the people that are saying to you mark i would have done this and you are getting a sense that they do understand and they're you know they're intelligent people why aren't they being taught that like joanne you know you're you're less far removed than mark is from formal education so is is this an issue with the instructors themselves is this across the board with school like is there just no consistency in how the students are being taught to perform like at oral practical exams? Don't they have to go through all the same things that they would in their OSCE? Yeah. And here's a really interesting thing, because um, I've also studied the brain, the unconscious mind, how it processes information, how to study things like that. Right. And so one of the big things that we preach in, in my other my second life that I do this, all the other stuff is repetition is the mother of skill. Mm. So when I have in, in the schools and every school is the same. In their OPs, their practical exams, they have to do, they have to regurgitate information. I'm doing, I'm doing effleurage and the benefits are this and, and et cetera, et cetera. And um, I'm, I'm doing a trigger point and this is a physiological effects, whatever they're being told to do at school. Right. It's a great teaching tool. And if they ever stop that, people won't get the information. The more you repeat something, the more you learn it. And so I think it's fantastic. But in the real world, does the client care that effleurage is to help spread the lotion exactly. and it's right. to, and so what what we're not getting and everybody I come here when I when I adjust their language, they say to me, but I have to say all this stuff for an OP. I said, exactly. That's the learning thing. And anybody who's listening to this that's worked with me, they're shaking their head yes, mm-hmm. because I stopped them right away. I said, Does your client want to hear this? They're like, what would you say to your client? Well, I'm going to ask about pressure. I'm going to ask about security of the draping. Exactly. The OSCEs are based on the standards of practice. It says that everywhere. Standards of practice aren't about regurgitating all your science. And it's really hard for a student to break that. It's like, I'm, I'm in school and this is how I do a palpation exam. Well, that's how you did that palpation exam for that palpation class. Right. I'm going to start you gotta, here. I'm going to travel you gotta, here. I'm going to land. you got to handle this, this palpation skill, this technique yeah. differently in, a, in an assessment station. Yeah. And it gets muddied up. 
up. But I think also a part of that is sometimes I don't think the school does enough to to, to kind of let you know, like, hey, this was this was like as Joanne said, this was the tools that we're using to get you to learn these are, this these are stuff. Teaching, right? Teaching tools. Exactly. Now we got to now we got to adjust this for what you need to do in a licensing exam. That's yeah. A I think they scenario. need to understand the OSCE is not an oral practical. Ex- it is, but it's not. It's you should be sort of you should be mimicking, not sort of. You should be mimicking well, real world exactly. behavior. When you break, like, a, when you're you, showing a treatment you, in ten minutes, you're showing an assessment in ten well, minutes. When you take the seven stations, it's really a representation of a massage therapy treatment. Right. There's the client interview station. Okay, that makes sense. That's your intake, and then there's a, your assessment stations, which would come next in a natural massage. I did an intake. Now I'm going to do my assessments. Then there's a treatment plan consent station. Okay, well now I'm going to discuss with you the proposed treatment plan based on the assessments and the subject information from the intake. And now here's the treatment plan and here's the consent. Okay, well now here's the treatment stations to mimic the, the treatment of the massage. Now here's the remedial. So it's really just a, a massage therapy treatment that's cut up. Yeah. So you need to be able to show that you're competent in all parts of it. Yeah, but I think they're doing, as Joanne said, they're taking... They're taking that teaching tool and they're saying like, now I'm putting the lotion on and I'm going to effleurage your back and effleurage is for this, that, that. And like you said, does do your patients care what you're doing? They don't care. They don't want to hear it. Yeah. And and you asked a question in, in your in your little bit of, of chat there, Mark. Um, why are we not seeing a difference from teachers? I don't think it's anybody's fault except for the fact that when, when, if I'm a teacher that graduated three years ago or four years ago, my teacher said to do this and I did this and I passed. So that's the way it has to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to teach my students that. Right. Whereas you look at me and you have been out for a really long time. There wasn't this same setup for the OSCE. So we don't have that preconceived what my teachers, my teachers told me role play. You're in the real world. How would you treat your client? Yep. Yeah. Right. And I don't, I think because, you know, and I've had teachers tell me, well, how do you know that? And I said, well, why do you do it that way? And they say, well, because that's the way my teacher did it. And I was good. I'm like, okay, that's fantastic. But there's only 10 minutes and you got to, and so you got to, what's, what's really needed. And it's that whole, the OSCE is based on the real world. Exactly. Right. And, and that's what a lot of schools aren't getting um, from the teachers. So I don't think it's a teacher's fault. I don't think it's anybody's fault. I think it's just this, this chain reaction. I have offered to go to schools. And, and I've done to a couple of OSCE prep at schools, mm-hmm. right? A couple of people I've known, teachers, they've brought me in and others that I haven't. I have offered to all the teachers I know to do my OSCE prep for free on Zoom. And one person took it up. I've offered to go to the schools. And what I get is, why is yours better than ours? Yes. I want to see the list of students that have failed, right? Because they're doing exactly what you say and they're not able to adapt because they're not. Some people can adapt. Oh, the OSCE wants me to do this. I'll do this. Some people are on robot. And I had a joke with one of my classes, like, you guys are robots. Everything was just so robotic. I said, let's get out of that. Yep. And and that's what we're doing at schools. And it's unfortunate because it's costing the students money. It's interesting because I, I've, I've done a couple of these at schools as well. So there's been a place that has me out every year. Before I went, though, the very first thing I said is, if I come in, I don't want any blowback from your staff. Yeah, because it was it was the school like owner and the administrators who contacted us. It wasn't the instructors. So Mark was like, "Listen, I'm not trying I'm to like, step I've, on instructors' I've got, toes I got right no now. No problem coming out there and discussing what I do and, and sharing that with your students. No problem. But some of the stuff I'm going to say is probably going to be really different than what your staff is teaching. And so I don't want to come out there and do that if I'm going to get blowback on that. And I don't want to create any fuss. And you know, I don't want anyone looking at you differently or me differently or whatever the case is so just to put that out there and they were cool with it all of the instructors agreed like yeah no problem like we want to hear this as well and yeah. so uh, I go out and do that f- for them I've had another place contact me as well and then they, they they really offered to pay me peanuts I thought it was really funny oh my goodness oh my goodness it was, it was borderline I was, insulting it was yeah <laughs> you know like it, and again it's not always about money but no, like, because this, the other this is I our did. business right this is our business of continuing education and I was the one that originally received contact from this place and they were saying you know we are looking to maybe have Mark come out whatever X amount of days X amount of hours and do OSCE prep with the students what would you guys charge for something like that so I sent back what I felt was very reasonable for the amount of time they were asking him to come back. And they were like, oh, we were thinking more like this. And I'm I'm not shitting you, Joanne. It was, I think, like an eighth of what I originally... And my quote was not 
not aggressive. I was like, oh. It really isn't about the money because like the, one of the other places I do this for, I just do it just because they're good to me and and uh, this is my return of being yeah. good to them. So it's not about the dough that way. No, but the offer was very insulting. <laughs> Have you done this approach to other schools? And then, yeah, you've, you've had this happen because you just mentioned that and it been been met with like, well, no, we don't we don't want your help or we don't need your help. We're doing fine. What, what do you do that's so different? I'm not approaching this from like you do a shitty job standpoint. I'm approaching this from everybody wins here. Yeah. If your students see things from maybe a different perspective, from a perspective that we feel has brought success to to people that have done our program. So it, it works for someone that needs it. And why would you shut that off to somebody? It doesn't make sense to me. Everybody wins. And then more people from your school graduate and are successful on first attempt or just successful period. And to me, that's great for your stats. Like it's it's a win-win all the way around. But to be met with, and I understand being met with like, it's okay, you know, we're good. But to be met with such hostility <laughs> really blew me away. Yeah, that's all it is. We're, we're just trying to help and and... You know, and I don't even know what to do with that because I know I can help them and I'm not changing everything they do. I'm just altering it. Like you said, we just alter it a little bit. We add to it. We we give them some extra tools to be able to read a stem and figure out what to do. You know what I think you guys do? Like just as an outsider, I mean, I'm not an outsider because I very often end up being a body when Mark's doing Oski <laughs> prep. That's freaking fun. So <laughs> I, what I feel that you guys are doing though is just reminding these people and focusing them. Like you said, like I want all instructors actually just to hear this one part. You're mimicking the real world. You're mimicking a treatment from the time a patient walks in the room or you walk in the room from start to finish, from intake to treatment plan, assessments, treatment, remedial exercise. Like you're just mimicking that. And I think what you guys do well is you just refocus them. Like, would your patient care to hear that? What does your patient need to hear? And it's amazing what I can see. And, you know, when somebody takes the four days with Mark when the, on day one, when I'm like, oh, dear God, you know, they can't get one sentence out without fumbling all over their words and saying a whole bunch of unnecessary words. And then by the end of it, it's so smooth. And it's just focusing them. Like Mark never tells them like, this is how you have to say it like word for word. It's like focus. One of the first things I do say with anybody is you don't need me for prep you can do this on your own. You don't need me. What I've done is I've gone and gathered all of this material, which you could have done too. None of this is proprietary. None of it's hidden. I've gathered it all and put it together in this nice package. And I'm going to help you with this package here. So all I've done is saved you a lot of time and research to find all this stuff. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you don't need me. The same way there are people in your class, your graduates that graduated with you, your friends that didn't see myself or Joanne and they did their exam and they went to the same school with the same teachers and they passed. So it's like, you don't need me. We, we, or I'm just saying we, because what the hell we just package it in a way that's really beneficial for you and saves you tons of time. That's the way I feel about mm -hmm. the whole thing. And I like that because that's exactly, I've never put it in those kind of words, but that's pretty much what I do is I'm just making it simpler and, and getting your focus back. Yeah. I think sometimes people just need it, it, it's a confidence boost too. Like I know, like I said, if I'm there and I'm working as the body and they'll start doing something, Mark doesn't even cut them off when maybe they're doing something that's like not 100% correct, you know, like process, right? he, he's, he's very patient with like, okay, that was good. But now let's try it again. And don't forget to check in with your patient or don't like, you know, he doesn't cut them off as they do. And I just even just watching how patient you are with people, like by the end of it, again, I think it's just such a confidence boost with, you know, you let me just sort of go through my whole process. And I'm sure Joanne's just the same. You guys got to have a ton of patience for that. It must be so frustrating because to you guys who have been RMTs for a very long time, <laughs> this just is second nature, right? Like it, it just makes sense to you of why you approach things like this. Yeah. And, and I, I, I find it's not, um, Frust it's it's frustrating that I get the same thing happening over and over. I'm mm -hmm. not frustrated with the people I work with, but I'm like, why are we telling our students this? Mm -hmm. That's the more frustrating part for yeah, me. Absolutely. Right. And I have a I have a quick online Zoom one and people, you know, they're distracted, they're on their phones. When they come here, I'm like, don't you remember we did that on Zoom? Oh, kinda. Well, look at your phone. Somebody today, look at your phone. I wonder if he's going to be listening. L look at your phone. Do you have that list? And he pulls up the phone. He's <laughs> like, oh, right. 
<laughs> right? Because we're distracted on ourselves. And I think it's hilarious because, hey, it's your guy's money you're wasting. And, and I don't charge a lot for these things. Again, we do it for the love of the game, as they say. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right? But it, it's a frustration I get that I just want these students, to, these grads, they're graduated. I just want these grads to do. I want to welcome them to the fresh profession. When I get emails, when people are passing, you know, Mark, we both post them on our Facebook. Yeah, it's great. You just, I love, I love to go from like, hey, I, we were together working, and now you're a colleague. You're a colleague. Yeah, it's pretty exciting to get those come in. Like I said, I'm, I have nothing to do with the actual teaching process, but I still get to see the emails, and it's exciting. <laughs> exactly. The the frustrating part, so. I should backpedal a little bit for me is more, you know, like you said, sometimes when you're trying to work with somebody and they're saying, well, my teacher taught me this, my teacher taught, and they, it's really hard for some grads to get that out of their head that like, yes, you were taught that to try to help you to learn, you know, X, Y, and Z, but now we're going into the performance. You know, this is how the station has to look. You need to forget that, forget that. But there's some people that just can't let that go. And I hear them over and over and over saying to Mark, my teacher told me this, my we teacher told of, me this. We kind of trimmed that out a lot in the in the last year or so. It never was part of my consult, but it, it has been for the last year. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to entertain the idea of you and I hanging out if you are going to hold on tight to my teachers told me this is what my school told me to do. You can hang on to that all you want, but you, I need you to be open to hear something that might be different. And if this is your third time doing it, maybe you should let go of what you've been told before. It didn't serve you well, and maybe it's time to let something new in. And if I can get that from them, that like, yeah, I'm okay with this idea, then we're halfway there. Yeah, well, and, and that's exactly it. I start almost every Zoom workshop but Wednesday night, I didn't do it for some reason. Um, every Zoom workshop is, if I had a dollar for every time I heard my teacher told me this, <laughs> I would be rich and retired and would be doing this from the beach. <laughs> but you see how she'd still be doing it? Uh, you two have a problem. Yeah, I think we do. I would totally still be doing it. I would just be doing it from the beach. And so, and, and it's not a bad thing that they're telling you to do this, but let's just alter that a little bit, right? And so instead of saying, forget it, I just go, Okay, let's just like alter that just a little bit. And then they see the light and they alter themselves. Now I'm giving all my secrets how I get people through the OSCE. But then they just see, oh, I see what she's getting at. And then they just blurb what they need to blurb because I'm just like doing a little, little twist for them. So do you guys think that anything needs to be added? Like when it comes to the schools doing OSCE prep, like is, is there something missing? Are they, are they doing a disservice to the students or is it just really hard for a graduate who's just come out of like two years of having certain things like Joanne said, like beaten into their brain? Is it just sometimes hard for certain people to let that go and understand how to study better? I, I think there's a bunch of things. So I'll, I'll, I'll put out one thing. When the CMTO got rid of the standards of practice, the published standards of practice, which included the technique standards, a lot of schools went, what the hell? Because I had a bunch of teachers from we did, schools. We did an episode on it. There was a teacher who was like, I don't even know I, how I, to structure I, my I, classes. I don't <laughs> know what, to, what, what I would do for an OSCE because I don't necessarily have that there anymore. And I'm like those things still matter whether it's in a formal technique standard or not yeah, it's still protocol right but but i think that caused some confusion for for a lot of for a lot of uh, teachers that were doing prep at least from the people that came in to see me they they expressed that yeah and it, and it did cause some issues but what i do is i just in the back of my head i still have the standards and the old standards the technique standards yeah they still so apply. it's a basic protocol but here's the thing which a lot of people don't know it's like well i studied for palmer epler Palmer, Palmer and Epler assessments, but now I'm told that the OSCE is from McGee. I said, no, all the books from the, the College of Massage, let's say there's four books, right? I can name four of them right now, but let's say there's four assessments book. Mm-hmm. The examiners have all the books. They have all the answers. So if I do supraspinatus empty can test a little different than you do it because it's a different book, you're still going to get it right. There's a list of approved references that no one ever goes to look up. So once again, you guys are doing the homework for well, people. Especially <laughs> when it comes to things like assessments. You see this a lot, I'm sure. Someone rolls in with a printed package that their instructor gave them for a, She, You can't see her. She just literally, pom- she face palms. Right? So some, <laughs> someone, someone walks in with this and says, this is what I've been using for my assessments. And I look at this and I say, where did this information come from? Did you make this? Like, no, this is what we got in my class as, as class notes. Mm-hmm. And then I start flipping through it. I'm like, 
these aren't exactly correct. Like you, you got to go match this to to the approved references. If this is not coming from an approved reference, like I don't, I don't advise that you use this. And if you're going to use it, then you got to spend the time to go through it to make sure it's accurate. Yeah. Or you're just messing yourself up. And you know that's that is when I actually really feel sorry for a graduate because, yeah, they don't know. They they technically studied what they were taught, and a lot of times a lot of what's in those printed packages are okay and it's it's you know it's passable but then there's some that are just like not right well <laughs> i mean most of that kind of stuff will will for for a practicing therapist okay you know this i can figure out how this would work yeah. and, and how it does the way it does but when you're supposed to be showing a certain type type of technical skill and the technical skill is now incorrect because you've been studying from this source that has errors or there's in errors in like when the test is indicated what a positive mean like there's been some pretty big errors that we've so seen in for those students, packages any students listening not that those packages don't work well they work very well but you got to put it in context right yeah and there's i mean there's human error right your instructor might have been thinking i'm doing something great by creating one of these for you but maybe they made a mistake so you you do have to check it with the references. Exactly. So students, if you're listening, make that be part of your study practice, especially when you're doing assessments, to go through these packages that you might get and just cross-reference it. And that's all part of your, your making sure the knowledge is there. So Yeah, and what's really interesting, like to add to that, when people come with me with those booklets and they're great, it's like, well, what textbook is it from? They'll say, well, what's this test? I'm like, I don't know, never heard of it. What textbooks are from? Well, I don't know. It's from our, our papers. So we got to have a source. Every teacher that gives notes, there's nothing wrong with that, but we got to have a source. Yeah. But here's a thing that, that kind of irks me the most. Rattray's book is not an assessments book, and some schools are using it as an assessments book. Yes. Yeah. When I worked with people, they were using that as their assessments book. I said, well, that's 25% of the of assessments that you got to know. And the look on their face was this horror. So now they have to go and get McGee or Palmer Nepler or Kendall or whichever one. Um, and they have to do this. So we got to stop using trail guide for anatomy because trail guides, a trail book. Yes. Moore's and yes. um, I don't know, Tora Tora, what Grabowski, those are all anatomy books. And then we use Rattray for assessments and pathology and treatments. Well, it's not a pathology book, right? right? And it's saving money for students. I get it. But when it comes to studying for an exam, if you're using 25% of the assessments in one book, where are you going to get all your other assessments? Now you have to relearn them all. So this is something, this is, I probably, you know, it, it's up to the, the teachers, the schools, yes, but school administrators don't get that, right? So it's up to the teachers to go, hey, this is great, but we really need to tell them to get this book. And I, I think that's one of the breakdowns that happened. Yeah, I agree. Because I I just cringe when I see someone pulling out a big, and I had one. I had a big, a big printed thing of assessments that They're I got great. from the an instructor. Are good. The intentions are good. But now I'm trying to think back. I probably still have it. I'm one of those losers that kept all of my notes. I probably still, did you? <laughs> some of those, some of those packages are fabulous and they contain all correct information. Unfortunately, the ones that I've seen, the, the there are some errors in them and then... Again, then you have a graduate using that, not knowing that these things could possibly be wrong. Why yeah. would they? I just paid $25,000 to go to school. I would assume I'm getting correct information. And then I, I kind of feel bad for them in that regard. Yeah, I feel bad in in that sense when I hear that because then I see that they look really defeated, you know, like this is what I've been studying. And again, I think that you guys do a good job like, okay, don't that's, worry. That's okay. That's okay. Here are the approved references. Now you're going to continue to practice your assessments but you're going to make sure you're practicing them right. the right way and in five <laughs> years from now when we're when you're an rmt four years in we're going to be on a patio somewhere laughing about how ha 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 remember when i couldn't get those assessments right because my package was all messed up <laughs> right it'll be a, it'll be a nice joke later in life <laughs> it's quite interesting and and it's unfortunate but at least they have the package and it's a really good guide for them absolutely that's what i look i said that's a great guide let's add to it right it's always about adding and adding and adding because that we need a source and we got to add what they need. Do you ever get a lot of people that take their exams way too fast? You know, I failed it the first time. I'm going to take it again. I booked it three weeks from now. Every time I have the console with folks like that, well, I, first of all, I, al I always kind of ask this, like, 
How 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 urgent is it for you to have massage therapist money? I because I I need to know like are you do you have a job waiting and you're gonna lose your house and your car if you don't become a massage therapist and start making massage money? Because then I understand the urgency of like okay maybe I gotta get this done quick blah 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 blah. Do you have a lot of those folks that come in? It's like they just failed and then they're like I just want to do it right away. Well. Yes and no, but I'm all about when it's fresh in your head, if I can fine tune you, but here's, here's the biggest advice I can give anybody and feel free to steal this. If you're less than a month away from your OSCE, the only studying you should be doing is assessments. You should be doing seven stations every day. Get in the mindset of what to do and how to get it in 10 minutes and record yourself and video yourself and get friends to mark you because you need to practice that setting. Even if you've done it once, that's not enough, right? And you've already got the information and we're going back to basics, right? First four months of school, you could pass the OSCE except for the assessments. That's consent and it's, you know, it's techniques. general massage yep. techniques and stuff like that. You know, give or take, depending on which school at their four-month mark. But I think I'm all about, you get your results today, don't do it next week. That's too quick. Exactly. For me, three weeks is perfect if I can get them to make the the adjustments and some people will do one session with me then they go two weeks and then they'll do a run through i have a run through where i actually test them and i don't talk i just put the stem on the wall and i do a whole run through and then we talk at the end so they'll take what i gave them on day one and then they practice that for two weeks straight they come back and it's so different and it's so nice to see yeah the practice time is essential and that's you know again another part of the consult is we need to make sure that there's enough time that Mark can work with you, and then you can study from what you learned well, from him. That's that's what that's what that's what I'm I'm doing. I'm I'm giving you the tools that will make your studying more efficient, make your practicing better. That's the, that's what I'm doing. I'm not giving yeah. you tips and tricks to go pass your exam. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of giving you the tools that'll help you study and practice and and solidify your performance. So yeah. I don't like to see people like if someone calls me and says I got my exam in two weeks. I'm like whoa. Well, one I probably don't have the availability, but even if I did, you're going to leave more anxious and stressed probably than anything else because I might be telling you that's good but maybe you should try it like this or maybe and and then now you're like well I've been studying and practicing like this for months bro and now you're saying maybe I should try it a different way so I don't even like to see someone a week or two weeks before because I feel that has the potential to create way more anxiety and stress that is not beneficial for them at all especially again when they might not need me at all. They might be doing what their school said to do and other people do that and they pass and all the rest of it. So why would I be carrying unnecessary confusion for them if if, if it's avoidable, mm-hmm. right? I like to do it as far away from your exam as possible. Well, and I think it's important, the phone call to the consult, Absolutely. right? I learned as that the hard way. I don't even want to do a consult. I'm like, okay, but I always offer everyone a phone call. Let's chat on the phone. Let's talk about what's going to work for you, right? Three weeks, two weeks is pushing it. Yeah. Right. Three weeks. I know I can get someone ready if they do as I say. Yeah. And that means what they're going to do every day. Now, some people work full time and I can't say, you know, take a day off work. We all got our bills to pay. I just tell them this is what you need to do to be successful in three weeks. And then they go, I can. I'm working. I'm going to have to push my exam back. Perfect. I don't tell them to do that. They make that decision. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's been anybody in, and I could be wrong because I've been doing this for a long time that has. Yeah, yeah, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it and did everything I asked and was successful. Usually they're like, no, I didn't have time. And then they're not successful, right? right? Um, And so it's really dependent on that consult for sure. And also depending, I'm very upfront with them. After I see them, this is what you need to work on, Yeah. (laughs) right? And if you don't work on this, you need to push your exam back. I've said that to a couple of people. Yeah. And you have to, the, the, you need to have that brutal honesty with somebody because I get, they're paying you guys, like, like Joanne said, neither of you charged probably nearly enough, but whatever they're paying you guys. And then they're going to pay $800 to write an exam. So I think most people probably appreciate when you guys are like, you're not ready. You need to push it back or this is what you need to do or you're going to fail. Like, you just have to be that brutally honest because why why sugarcoat it? There's also some people that are really delusional. I mean, 70% really, what does that mean? There's 30% of the stuff you messed up on or there's 30% of the stuff you don't know. So when you when you come to see me 
or anybody else and you're like I was so close to passing or what was your grade 59 I'm like 50 like you're not like you're not close to passing like what's 59% there's a whole bunch of stuff there that you don't know or you you're failing to be able to display that in, in the in the test setting so there's a lot more work than you think that you need to do. Yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's so interesting, but they got to be able to put the work in. 100%. The be- it's also like the consult, I think, has been good for assessing. I, I'm not, you know, I don't want this to sound really negative, but assessing somebody's attitude. Like there are certain people that you can tell are going to be open and want to learn and are going to, you know, put their ego aside. And there's some people who come on the consult and right away will say, I know my stuff. I knew what I was doing. I knew everything. And, you know, it's they've got X, Y, and Z excuses and this is to blame and that's to blame. And it's never just, I need some fine tuning. I need some help. And so that person, if you can get through to them to like, you know, okay, let's actually talk about this where then they can open up a little bit, you can work yeah. with them. Some people, I think though, they don't, they're not ready to work with anybody because they think they know everything. Yeah, I'm really thankful. Majority of mine are help me please yeah that's, that's, <laughs> that's definitely what i get the majority of people yeah majority are yeah majority are like that i think maybe i've had one or two that come in with the but i did everything right but then they they're pretty like pretty quick to change that attitude once 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 you start with them and they're like oh i didn't do that i didn't know i was supposed to do that type of they it comes around pretty quick this is this is my favorite consultation ever when someone calls you up and they haven't done their exam yet and I ask them, why do you think they need prep? And they tell me why. And I say, what type of student were you? Like, what were your grades like? And they tell me, and I say this, you don't fucking need me. You don't need me one bit. I mean, if you want me, if you want me, to, if you want to call me up and I'll blow sunshine up your ass and make you feel good and give you confidence, cool. But you don't need prep. Like, just give me your phone number and I'll I'll text you, you know, three times a day telling you how awesome you are <laughs> and, and just go 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 study and stuff. Keep your money. You don't need me at all. That is my favorite consultation. Yeah, we had somebody, and um, I actually, it's a it's a weird. There's a weird connection, but somebody contacted Mark. And I sort of knew this, I didn't know this person, but we had mutual people in our lives. And I actually ended up knowing this person's instructor. And I was like, oh, that's so funny, that name. I know that name. Anyway, the point is, I ended up saying to like a friend of mine who's an instructor, like, is this your student? Like, is this name your student? Like, yeah, great student, awesome student. And so I was like, why would she contact us for a consult? So I ended up talking to her and I was like, why do you think you need OSCE prep? And she's like, well, I just don't want to fail. And I'm like... So you haven't even like she hadn't booked it. She hadn't started studying. I'm like, I don't I don't think you need OSCE prep. It's interesting, like the things that come, like I'm sure with you and and who comes with what reason for coming. But I think sometimes, like you said, it's that, you know, go team. Yeah, they need that extra little um, solidifying that. Yes, I know the information. I just need someone else other than my teachers who are great. and So supportive. I just want someone else to to make sure I'm on the right track. Mm mm-hmm. Right, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. I, I it makes sense. It makes sense to me when, when it's it's an expensive licensing exam. It's one of my favorite things to teach, though, because these graduates are so hungry. Oh, they're so hungry, and they're so like, I I can't wait to be a massage therapist. It's really, it's it's it's. I'm gonna sound so hokey. It's joyful to be around that kind of spirit. It really is. It's so re- teaching is rewarding, anyways. I love to teach. You know, we we both have success in it. But OSCE prep, there's something so rewarding about that I passed Yes. when you hear that from students, right? And I just had a small part in it. I didn't get them through school. I don't know half of these people, right? It, just that little bit that I had a part in their journey, right? That's just huge. That's just like, yes, this is why I do this. Absolutely. So there yes. is quite a large population of our listeners, Joanne, that are students, um, for students that are in Ontario that are listening to this, getting close well, to graduation. Well, well, not even in Ontario because there are people. Oh, that's true. There's people in unregulated provinces that yep. are looking to do their exam in Ontario. Yep. Or they're looking, a big one is 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 um, therapists in Alberta that want to practice in BC. Yep. 
that end up doing their exam in Newfoundland and yep. then becoming registered in Newfoundland and then transferring to BC because it's it's it, apparently that's an easier route to, to go to than uh than yeah, doing apparently. BC's exam. And also, um, New Brunswick is very similar to ours. I actually did OSCE prep with someone from New Brunswick because the stations yeah. are pretty yep. close. PI as well. Yeah, they Mark's all kind done of based in some East Coast OSCE preps as well. So anyway, my my point is for anyone who's listening, that's like I should get these people's contact information. How can people find you, Joanne? Um, yeah, so you can find me on Facebook, either by my name, Joanne Baker, or Workshop Minis. So Workshop Space Minis is my Facebook page. And or you can email me. Do I put my email up here? Do I mean to? Uh, yeah, say it out and we'll also post it. OK, yeah. So it's, it's Joanne, J-O-A-N-N-E dot Baker, B-A-K-E-R 26 at gmail.com. Sweet. If you had to give, I know it's impossible to be like, this is the one piece of advice, <laughs> but it's a show and that's what fucking people do on well, shows. Well, she did give one. So now we're saying if you had to give another one piece of advice. Well, you know, the stereotypical at the end. <laughs> the, what's the one thing that you would. Uh, words of wisdom, Joanne. Yeah, give us, give, <laughs> give, give, that, give that graduate the words of wisdom. I can't take credit for the same, but I'm going to use it. Keep it simple, silly. We Go always say keep simple. it simple, stupid. Well, <laughs> I think we should start using anymore. silly. <laughs> I just... yeah, we can't say the, that other word anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah. My advice is you got to realize it's the real world, which we said already, but you got to keep it simple. If you're going too detailed, it means you're going to be a great therapist. But the OSCE is about your base standard. Keep it simple. What about you, Mark? Are you going to give any advice? <sighs> <laughs> I don't know if I have advice. Like I, I know, and I asked the question like a, like a dope. Um, I don't know, man. I, 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 I know I've had people come in that just don't know their material, and if you're going to do prep, my advice is this: if you're going to do prep, I'll, I'll approach it from that way. When I'm doing prep, and I assume Joanne is going to be very similar. Maybe we haven't said it the same ways. Is I'm going to help you with your performance. In other words, I'm going to help you make sure that you're displaying your knowledge to the examiner in a way that matches the needs of the station. In a way that's clear, right? yeah. So in other words, like I'll teach, this is how I say it in the consult, like I'll teach Mariah Carey how to put on a good show to get the judges to go, yeah, thumbs up. But Mariah Carey's got to come in already knowing how to sing. She's already got to know her scales. She's already got to know. She has to be technically there for me to teach the performance. I can't teach the performance and have it come off as a good performance if you roll in without the foundation there. So I would say if you're going to do some sort of prep or even just part of your exam, I mean, you know, winging it doesn't really work on a licensing exam very well, right? You have to have the foundational knowledge there. And then once you have that there, then you have the ability to work on the performance. In other words, how can I make sure I'm displaying the knowledge in the setting appropriately? Yeah. So knowing your techniques, knowing your your assessments, knowing what you're supposed knowing to know. what you're supposed to know after two years of college. Yeah, yeah. If I can just add one quick thing in, just on a little bit of a Absolutely. something that you think of um, when you guys were saying you know, Ontario, Canada, uh, all of Canada, Alberta, whatever. Um, anybody in the U.S. I know you got a U, not a lot of U.S people as well yeah. but anytime there's a practical exam involved there's stress and there's nerves that's also my forte because of the last 10 years in the training I've done so I'm really good at reducing the anxiety and helping people get through that um, so e the Americans may not have or Europeans or whichever whoever's listening you don't have the OSCE that we have the practical exam but any kind of practical exam in any situation you know, reach out. I can give you some suggestions for that. I'm totally open to that. And I think it's only beneficial to get people into a career that they want to do without the stress of it. Everybody contact Joanne. She's super chill, especially right now because she just came home from the beach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do I still have a tan? Because yeah, you do. <laughs> Well, thank you for talking to us so late. Of course, we had to wait till the sick children went to bed, but we appreciate you taking time on a Friday evening to hang out with us. And uh, I've got a bottle of vodka in the fridge, so I might go have a drink after that. Wow. Well, thank you guys, because I think this is really important for anybody who's doing any kind of practical exam. I think it 
especially like we're in Ontario, yes, and I think it's important, but just knowing what to think about when they're going in. And if this makes people that were going to call us, Mark, not call us because they feel more confident, 100% you go, girl. Yeah, we we did our job then. Good on you guys. I'm proud of you. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. It was was a pleasure to see you in Mark's hand every once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Peace.